Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Attention, Ditto Heads. Attention, Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly. That screaming that you are hearing now is the sound of protesters outside of the Supreme Court of the United States of America. There has been an awakening. Can you feel it? Do you sense it? Today is a day like few others in the United States. For 49 years, ladies and gentlemen, the United States has been held captive to the death culture of the American left. Today, the death culture has had its grip on American society loosened. Make no mistake, it is not gone. Make no mistake, the fights will continue. The left is already promising that they are going to continue to do battle in the name of death. But today is a day that many of us thought we would not live to see. 33 years Rush Limbaugh spent helping to educate conservatives in this country. And today, if you go to Twitter, you'll see so many people expressing gratitude to Rush, expressing gratitude to, to God, first of all, to Rush, to President Trump. President Trump kept his word to the American voters. He appointed constitutionalists to the Supreme Court. And this has been a week that will live long in the memories of the left. In New York, a 100-year-old anti-constitutional law has been finally overturned, and New York leftists are beside themselves. The unelected Governor Hochul continues to rant and rave about how she and her fellow Democrats plan to undermine to undermine what the Supreme Court has done 
by acknowledging that New Yorkers, just like every other American, have the right to bear and have arms. Today, the left is upset because the left has been told you do not have the right to have and bear abortions. Now, I know that there may be some consternation on the part of even many people who are pro-life worrying about the impact that this could have on people that have been raped or have had sexual intercourse thrust upon them in pregnancies without their consent. And I understand that. But what we're looking at today, folks, is a liberation. We are looking at a liberation from a law that wrapped America's conscience in evil. We are looking at liberation from an unjust law that was put in place to satisfy a political party, a law that violated one of the basic tenets of morality, which is the respect of human life. And no matter where you come down on this, at least we should approach this with some intellectual honesty. We should also be honest enough to admit that with the exception of women that have been raped or have had sex against their will and end up pregnant, that most other cases of consensual sex that end up in pregnancy could have been avoided in the first place. That's something the left does not want to acknowledge. That people do have a personal responsibility, that it takes two adults. It takes, even in this day and age, a man and a woman having sex to create a pregnancy. And if that man and that woman were acting responsibly, if they do not want a child or did not want a child, then there would not be a pregnancy. And therefore, there would not be a need for an abortion. And it's really that simple. If there were personal responsibility employed, in most cases in America, there would be no need for abortion laws in the first place. The New York Times, among the angry, and the anger is everywhere. Michelle Obama, and of course the celebrity class in America is already speaking out. Ms. Schumer, the comedian, has had some things to say. Taylor Swift is, has uh, described how horrified she is and frightened. Well, Miss Swift, close your legs. Keep your legs closed until you're ready to have a child, and then you don't have to be terrified about anything. Or tell your mate to use some kind of protection, or you use some sort of protection if you want to have sex without the consequence of sexual union. And I don't say that to be mean-spirited, but after all, let's just get real here. 
The New York Times editorial board today. America is not ready for the end of Roe v. Wade. Well, guess what? Ready or not, it's here. We weren't ready on the other side of this for the last 49 years of your culture of death that America had to endure. So now, if you are not ready for it, that really is something that you're going to have to get over. Because today, the court did end Roe versus Wade. And also, thankfully, Roe versus Casey. With these arbitrary laws, you can't put undue burden. You can't do this. How about putting the undue burden on the people that are having sex to protect yourself? The New York Times opens like this. Imagine every state were free to choose whether to allow black people and white people to marry. Some states would permit such marriages. Others probably wouldn't. Well, New York Times, would you care to name the states that you think wouldn't allow black people and white people in this day and age to be married? Why don't you just name the states and and, and just show us your bigotry? Put more of your bigotry out there. But you won't do that. You'll just make these assertions that are just bigoted assertions without ever backing it up. They went on to talk about the Loving versus Virginia case that actually codified the fact that people of different races can marry. And by the way, if it weren't for Democrats' hold of slavery and Democrats' Jim Crow, that wouldn't have been necessary. The Democrat Party is the party of slavery, is the party of Jim Crow, is the party of racial hatred. So we wouldn't have needed the Loving decision if Democrats had not been so hateful for most of America's history. Many who oppose R.V. Wade today, even some who support it, argue that the 1973 ruling short-circuited a running debate on abortion, a debate that should have been allowed to play out in the states, many of which had long banned abortion. This is one of the main justifications in the leaked draft opinion in which a majority of Supreme Court justices appeared ready to overturn Roe and Planned Parenthood versus Casey, the 1992 decision. This, by the way, editorial was written on May 6th. Well, they did it today. And America is ready for it today. And by the way, I would like to thank whoever it was that leaked the decision. Thank you. Because once again... Your evil motives backfired. What you did, whoever you are, leaker, was give the America, give America the time to brace themselves for what was coming today. Now, yes, the protesters are out doing what Democrat protesters will do. Yes, the protesters in some cases are out threatening violence. And it's amazing to see that the very FBI that could hunt down 800 people that were in Washington, D.C., can't figure out who this group, Jane's Revenge is. They don't seem to care about that. This group that is demanding violence in the streets tonight at 8 o'clock, this group that is demanding and saying they have fun targeting pro-life, health services, real services, not death services. Nancy Pelosi. 
the Supreme Court is eviscerating American rights. Ms. Pelosi has no idea, apparently, what rights really are and what they're not constitutionally, because this was never a right that was established in the American Constitution. This was a right that was established arbitrarily by liberal justices on the Supreme Court, and today, after 49 years, it fell. The Congressional Black Caucus, shame on you in particular, the members of the Congressional Black Caucus are urging President Biden to declare a national emergency. An emergency because more black babies are going to be born as a result. Most of these Planned Parenthood abortion genocide centers are in black and Hispanic neighborhoods. They go along with the founder of Planned Parenthood, Margaret Sanger's vision that black and other people should be eliminated from the face of the earth because they are not equal in stature or importance to white people. And here you have the, the, the Congressional Black Caucus clinging to the vestiges of this racist, eugenicist genocide, which hurts disproportionately black people in America. And the only thing I can say, these people are such a disgrace, they don't even recognize how disgraceful they are. I'm going to go take a break right now because I can't wait to hear what Princess Di has to say. Also, Michelle Bachman will be joining us and also your calls. I am going to invite, and I mean this with total respect, I am going to invite those of you who disagree with this decision today to call in and voice your disagreement if you'd like. I promise you will be treated with respect. I promise you will be listened to. And I've asked our call screener, to please move your call up. So if you have a disagreement, if you think that this was the wrong thing that happened today, I'm not interested in, quote-unquote, preaching to the choir. First of all, I'm not interested in preaching. I'm interested in discussing. But if you disagree with this decision and you'd like to voice that disagreement, you are welcome to call. The number is 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. We're coming back right after this. Rush. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snerdley. Bo Snerdley. On 77 WABC. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush, rush. There has been 
an awakening. Can you feel it? Do you sense it? It is spreading all around the world. Chambers Brothers, bring us back on this glorious day in America. And who better to celebrate a glorious day than Her Royal Highness, our very own Princess Di. Uh, Princess, welcome. I did not, I didn't believe that I would live to see this day, but it's here. It is something to celebrate, Mm -hmm. celebrate life, and I miss rush today especially because you know that this is as you rightly credited his uh, steady hand and his always always defending innocent life and he, he and Clarence Thomas and Donald Trump there are many heroes and one of which we cannot forget is the participants in the annual March for Life which started at the one-year anniversary of Roe v. Wade. It started in 1974, and tens of thousands and sometimes hundreds of thousands of ordinary Americans made their way to make their voice for the voiceless known. They were scorned. They were ignored. And year in and year out, decade in and decade out, they have persuaded the rest of the country, the majority of the country, that they are correct. And I think that we have to acknowledge so many people were very important for this victory today. And those individual ordinary Americans must be mentioned. Absolutely. You know, I got a little teary there, Diane. I have to tell you, because um, I remember those cold days in January. And it took a lot to stand out there and be scorned, just like it took a lot today in the midst of all this yelling and screaming and and anger and visceral anger that babies would have a chance at life today. They're a group of quiet, pro-life people praying in front of the court, very quietly. And, you know... um, what do you think happens now? I almost, <laughs> I sent you this story. I almost wee-weed on myself when laughing <laughs> at the Daily Mail because they had a picture of Clarence. It's so strange to me. Alito wrote the decision. There's a lot of anger, of course, from the left directed at Samuel Alito. But if you see what the left is doing, they are targeting Cl- Justice Clarence Thomas as the real force behind this. And they had a picture of Clarence Thomas looking, glaring at America from the pages of the Daily Mail with the caption, we're not done yet. (laughs) Well, I think that, you know, that is a good reminder that Democrats were right to fear Clarence Thomas back in 1991, where they lowered the big guns at him, including Joe Biden in the hearings. 
the confirmation hearings, and they were correct. He was a threat. He is a threat to the liberal edifice that has built up over the years. And thank heavens he has been as steady and true a man, one of our um, greatest jurists in American history, and he now has shown, now that he is the senior uh, jurist on the Supreme Court, he now has a lot of clout and he has persuaded his fellow jurists. So there is a majority there. And I wanted to add, the last time this was before the court, this is the Planned Parenthood versus Casey, which is the 92, there was a five to four decision and every single one of those upholding abortion as a constitutional right all five of them were appointed by republican presidents and so that shows you how long it's been that we conservatives have been hoping and praying that the court would actually when they were conservatives or appointed by republicans that they would actually vote that way how that has not happened until today. And for that, again, I'm just going to say Donald Trump. And I know people don't want to hear the name because they're mad at him at the gun bill, which is now, by the way, at Joe Biden's desk or going to Joe Biden's desk. It passed the House. So this deal that the 14 Republican senators worked out with their Democrat colleagues to uh, to red flag gun owners, et cetera, et cetera, that has now moved to the president's desk where we expect it will be signed. But, but it was Donald Trump and Mitch McConnell acting on these judicial nominations that gave us a court that is finally voting in favor of the Constitution of the United States of America. Yes, and thank you to Clarence Thomas. And interestingly enough, this latest uh, anti-gun rights law will no doubt go to the Supreme Court. (laughs) And so Clarence (laughs) Thomas has already established that anything that infringes on the plain language of the Second Amendment has got to go. So we'll see if, if he actually is influential in this one, too. Now, the left, of course, predictably is upset. Michelle Obama leads the furious criticism and then so does Amy Schumer, a comic, a, a comic, <laughs> a comedian, is a comic, uh, is leading the uh, the determined left that are. Uh, now, Joe Biden said today, OK, this is now, you know, an issue for the ballot in November. This is now a ballot issue. I say, OK, good. Yeah. I'm glad it's a ballot issue. You turn out yours. We'll turn out ours. And by the way. People are not just going to be voting on this. They're also going to be voting on this awful economy that Joe Biden has given us, on the baby, the baby food shortage, on the invasion at America's borders, on the lawlessness, the fentanyl deaths, the crime waves in every blue city in America. So bring it, Joe. Bring it, Michelle Obama. Bring it, Taylor <laughs> Swift. Bring it, Amy Schumer. We are ready for you. I don't sense that Republicans are fearing this. Do you? No. And Alito had that clear sentence that I want to quote. The Constitution does not confer a right to abortion. Roe and Casey are overruled. And the authority to regulate abortion is returned to the people and their elected representatives. That is what they fear. 
because all along they have acted like they were in the majority. They're convinced of it, and they're not. And get the quote Biden said. The idea we're letting the states make these decisions, localities make these decisions, would be a fundamental shift in what we've done. And amen to that. It is about darn time that the shift happened because that is our constitutional order. And that is exactly what the framers designed in our system, a place where the localities had power where the citizens who lived in towns and hamlets across America actually had a voice in the way that their neighborhoods were constructed and their states were constructed. It is well time that the Constitution returns back to the power of the American people and not these elected Democrat Party hacks. Amen. And there's accountability when there's an election. And so we need to exercise our franchise then. Princess Di, a momentous day. We will have more on this, you and I, tomorrow. Time is short today, so we'll leave it at that, a day of celebration in many quarters. I have to tell you, though, I have, I have, look, I am not discounting the anxiety that people feel over women that are forced into a situation and they end up pregnant against their will. This, this, this whole issue bothers me. At the same time, we have a constitution. At the same yeah. time, we have we are a nation of laws. And today, we see who the lawless people in this country are. Amen. Amen. Princess Di, always a pleasure. We'll speak with you tomorrow on our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. I am so looking forward to it. Me too. Can't wait, Sir James. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. I promise we're going to take calls that uh, for people that are concerned about this. When we get back, we have Joe, if you hang on from Manhattan, we will come to you. And then we'll go to Michelle Bachman. WABC Talk Radio 77. You can catch us worldwide. All you have to do, download that WABC app. This is Bo Snerly's Rush Hour. We're coming back in a moment. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snerly. Rush on 77 WABC. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snerdly. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Snerdly. From the Dreams of the Blue Turtles album, this is Sting bringing us back on WABC Talk Radio 77. Fortress around your heart. Remember, catch it night up next after this show. If I built this fortress around your heart, let us go to the telephones as promised. Michelle Bachman is waiting, and Michelle, I'm just going to ask your patience for one moment. I promised people that if they were on the other side of this ruling today, that they would be 
treated with respect, we would hear them out too. And I want to honor that promise. Joe from Manhattan, you're on the line. It says that you are a Republican who supports abortion rights. Is that correct, Joe? Um, yeah. Actually, I'm becoming a, a Republican since Trump because I think oh, okay. it's good for people who worked. Mm-hmm. And I think one important element of this your analysis that you're leaving out, the most fundamental one, is that this is an economic issue. If women are ever going to achieve equal rights for equal pay and get decent jobs, they can't be saddled with inappropriate abortions, uh, inappropriate children. I mean, it's marginalizing women. It's keeping women in in low-paying job categories. You notice the guys who call you are all like old men. You don't have any working women call you because it's against their interests. That's not true. Excuse me. Let me just correct that. Uh, Joe, we just had a working woman on the air. That would be our Princess Di. We have another working woman that will be after your call, Michelle Bachman. We have plenty of working women that call here. And again, I I don't mean to cut you off, so I'm going to give you another chance to respond to this, but I just wanted to address some of the things that you said. Number one, the largest growing force driving the American economy are women in the United States who own their own businesses. They're thriving. Well, until Joe Biden came along. Under Donald Trump, they were thriving. Um, Also, women are not trapped into low-paying jobs because they have, as you put it, inappropriate children. And I don't know what an inappropriate child is. What a phrase to use. But people make decisions, Joe. Would you not agree with that? With the exception of women who are raped, and again, you keep hearing my concern about that. With the exception of women who are raped, other women that get pregnant have a choice. They have a choice to be responsible. They have a choice to close their legs and keep their legs closed when they're with a man. We're talking about consensual sex now. They have a choice to use protection. We have all sorts of protection on the market today. And the men are responsible for this too. It's not just up to women, but people do have a choice in this, and they also have responsibilities. Go ahead, Joe. I'm going to give you the last word on this. Well, all I can say is that the reason that Trump is so beloved is he did help women. He was really good for women, but he – this is a step back. You know, this is it's a step back for 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 the uh, MAGA movement, frankly, because it makes it less palatable and it makes it objectively impossible for a working person. And I'm not talking about the elite, like um, these brilliant women you have on the show. I'm talking about people at McDonald's slinging a burger. They might Joe, say- are people at McDonald's so inept in their own lives that they can't buy contraception or use it? Are they that helpless? Uh, Sir, I'm a medical doctor. It's almost impossible for most working women to get appropriate contraception. Joe, I was a teenage boy and could get a condom. Please don't tell me that people can't get condoms. Please don't tell me that a woman can't tell a guy, hey, you can't come in the door unless you have your socks on. Because it defies history. Joe, and I understand you're a medical doctor, but come on. When do we say to people, if you want to have sex, be responsible? You go ahead, Joe. 
I think that segues to my next question. Why isn't the 15-week limit good enough? I was hoping the court would go for the 15-week limit and slowly, incrementally attack abortions, which I Well, in some, in some cases, it is going to be the 15-week limit. Now it's back to the states, Joe. And one of the things that our founders so wisely did was say the states have rights, and every state can be different. That is one of the hallmarks of American exceptionalism. Now, this time, it really is the final word, because i got to get to Michelle Bachman. But I'm going to invite you to call back, Joe. I love hearing from you, and I'm sure our audience loves hearing from you, too. So you get the final word. Go ahead. No, I said I agree. I, I see your point. It's good. I agree to disagree with you. Okay. Joe, thank you. And do call me back. Thank you. Michelle Bachman, I have been waiting all day to hear what you have to say about this. You're one of my favorite people. And, Michelle, I hope you don't mind me embarrassing you. I'm going to embarrass you a little bit, I think. One of the reasons why you're my favorite people is not only when you were in Congress, but your life, you have practiced the things that you preach. You didn't just talk about abortion. Um, about abortion. You also talked about adoption. You also talked about what we should be doing as a society instead. What has today been like for you, Michelle Bachman? Well, I feel like I've been in almost a powder puff or walking on a cloud. This has been almost 50 years that we've been talking about and debating this issue. And meanwhile, the sad reality is that 60 to 65 million Americans lost their lives through abortion. That's not to condemn any woman or man who made that decision. I'm not certainly condemning you, but it's a, it's a, it's a fact, and it's a real fact that we have to grapple with, that of all the nations on earth, the United States of America has been big abortion more than any other nation, and it's impacted us because we are, we are less well off with not having those 60 to 65 million Americans who would be among us today. You know, before 1973, I remember that day when abortion came out. I was 15 years old, standing next to my locker. Somebody ran up and said, the Supreme Court just ruled that people could have, that women could have an abortion. And I have to say, I was innocent, naive. I had no idea what an abortion was. Someone had to explain it to me. And after that, this became a decision or a debate quickly all over America and I remember a young Catholic girl asked me what I thought about it, and I didn't know. I, I really didn't understand it. So I started spouting some of the pro-abortion talking points because I didn't even know what abortion was. And she took the time to explain to me that this was a real baby, that from the moment of conception, this baby is formed and will continue on as long as it has nutrition and time. There will be a human being. And I flipped and became pro-life at that moment. But as I got older, got married, my husband and I had a little baby boy. We went out in front of, in Minnesota, in front of abortion clinics in January. My husband put the baby boy in a backpack and we wanted to offer positive alternatives. And so we handed out literature for women who didn't know what to do because the truth was a lot of girls were forced into having abortions by boyfriends, by their parents, by other people. And they, they didn't know what to do. They were confused, and they were forced, and they made a decision that they've lived to regret. And so I just want women to know who've had an abortion that there is help, 
that you it's not too late for you to grieve. It's not too late for you to talk. It's not too late for you to be forgiven because you can be forgiven. And for those who are finding themselves in a pregnancy today, life is a beautiful option, whether you choose to keep the baby or not. This baby's invaluable. It's a treasure. And we want to give it a future and a hope. So one thing my husband and I really came to grips with is we needed to do more than just try to offer positive alternatives. So my husband and I were moved to start fostering children. And we're not great people or great saints. We just did what we could. But over the years, we brought 23 great kids into our home. We had five biological children, and then we had 23 foster children. And I'll tell you, it was one of the greatest experiences of our life. And it was we did that because we wanted to express our pro-life uh, desires, that we wanted to give life, express life. Because before 1973 in America, we were what you would call a culture of life. We celebrated life. The sad thing that happened really in 1973, in addition to the lives that were lost, Bo, is the fact that we, we started to embrace a culture of death in many ways and in, in many philosophies, we embraced a culture of death. I'm hoping now with this decision today that people will see that life is a beautiful option and to pursue life in all of its forms because a lot of people are depressed and anxious today. And I just want to encourage people in whatever we do every day, try to choose life in every decision you make. Just choose life. Choose happiness. It's there for the taking. Life isn't easy. It's hard. But we have a choice, just like you said, Bo. Every one of us have a choice in the situation that we're in. And choose life because there's a future and a hope when you have life. And I believe that's what will come from this decision today, that a lot of women, men, um, the unborn, there'll be a future and a hope. And let's embrace that with both arms. Michelle Bachman, you're an amazing human being. I am proud to call you a friend. And you are an inspiration, not just to me, but to so many. And I hope we're going to have a chance to talk again. In fact, I'll give you a call if we can. I don't know whether you can. Maybe tomorrow we can continue this conversation. But I thank you for those words. Let's do it. James Golden. Oh, I'd love to. (laughs) Thank you. Michelle Bachman. Your pure love. (laughs) Thank you. Michelle Bachman, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to pick up this conversation tomorrow with Michelle. We'll work out of time. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, with you here. Thank you, Michelle, on WABC Talk Radio 77. Coming back, your calls are coming up. We want to hear from you. And the lines are full. We'll take as many calls as we can between now and the end of the show. Coming right back after this. Rush. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Bo Snurdly on 77 WABC. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. Uno. He's your numero uno. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush, Rush, Rush. WABC Talk Radio 77 in New York. Sade brings us back. 
appropriately today. Couldn't love you more. Remember to catch it night up next. Let's head back to the telephones. Dave in Pennsylvania, thanks for waiting. What's on your mind this wonderful afternoon? Oh, James, thanks for taking my call. I just want to make a comment, you know, on how the left has for decades spun the whole abortion issue as some great freedom for women and something to be proud of because men cannot have any control over this woman's decision to have an abortion. And as Michelle Bachler has mentioned, the reality is. You know, abortion has and will continue to be, I think, the greatest exploitation one because of the emotional and physical scars it inflicts on women, which is never reported in the media. They never show the face of abortion. And the irony of all of it is, is that it, the young irresponsible males impregnating in the woman are more pro-abortion, I would say, than Hillary Clinton. And I just further want to comment regarding the Supreme Court. You comment about liberation. I think the Supreme Court decision will help liberate young women from the pop culture, societal pressure to engage in irresponsible uh, sexual behavior, risking an unwanted pregnancy, and being forced to even consider the abortion option, which, of course, you know, leaves many women physically and emotionally scarred. So um, that's just one perspective I wanted to share with you. Well, Dave, you made some amazing points, and I'd like to piggyback on one of them, please. Um, well, you said something about the males in this, the males being pro-abortion, and irresponsible males. And this is what I think that we have to do, Dave. Um, You know, I I don't want to get too much into personal detail here because, frankly, it would be embarrassing for me. My conditioning growing up uh, from other males and from males that I admire very deeply um, and, and love very deeply, but nonetheless, the conditioning that I grew up with was that it was so cool to be a player. It was so cool... To um to have multiple girlfriends, it was so cool to um to treat women in ways that we would not want to see our own daughters treated, or in ways that if someone had treated our mother like this, we'd be ready to kill him. Okay, but that was what we were taught as men, and I think, at least in the generation that I grew up in, and it took me a long time to actually mature and realize that I was, in some cases, living a life that I didn't want to live in the way that I dealt with women. Now, responsibility, Dave, men, to teach the current crop of young boys very differently than the way that many of us older guys were taught, that they too have to be responsible. And, And it's not being responsible afterwards by telling a woman to go get an abortion because you didn't want the kid and you only wanted to get some, okay? There's a responsibility on both sides. And men have to, we have to start assuming the responsibility too for pregnancies. Pregnancies are not just a female issue. They are a male issue. And it takes two to do this tango. It takes two to do this grown-up. And men and boys need to start understanding that from a very, very young age instead of this wink and nod and, oh, look at you, player, aren't you cool? You know, I'll give you the last word on that, Dave. 
No, uh, James, you're absolutely right. And but the, I guess I guess the good news or whatever the hope is. I mean, culturally, you know, it, it, men used to have, you know, in our culture, used to respect women in that way. Before we had billions of dollars worth of all kinds of contraception. You know, you had to respect the woman and treat them. And, you know, and then, yes, there was an occasion there was an unexpected pregnancy, but not near the magnitude today. So I think that's a very strong possibility. And I, I was growing up the same, like you're saying, the same attitude and uh, perspective like you're talking about. But it, I think that's something that, you know, but that's why I say it's the irony. It's like the women, men, young men are being brought about having that attitude and, and and you know women are being the ones more forced and exploited being being coerced into having you know irresponsible sex and an abortion and i agree with you i wouldn't want my daughter or my you know wife i, I you know i i it helped me grow up a, a lot too and uh you know I, I couldn't agree with you more thank you so appreciate your call dave appreciate it let us go to carl in staten island carl thank you for waiting what is on your mind this afternoon Hi, good afternoon. Hello. Uh, Hi, Carl. I, after my wife and I got married, we were trying to start a family. And she was unable to become pregnant. We went to a doctor who had a facility for people that were having trouble that he started because he was having trouble prior and he was having trouble having a family also. So thanks to him, we had our daughter. And subsequent to that, a number of years later, we, my wife became pregnant again. And unfortunately, after seven months, the child self-aborted. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm against abortion. I refuse to tell anybody what they should do with their body, but having held, uh, my seven month old child in my hands, he was alive. So that's why I'm against abortion. Carl, thank you for sharing such a yeah. Carl, Carl, thank you for sharing such a a, wow. That took a lot, and thank you. And we could hear that to this day. That affects you very, very deeply. Let me just say one thing about something you said about their bodies, and I hear this all the time. And you hear this today. You know, hands off my body, hands off my body, folks. We're not talking about your body, ladies. We're not talking about your body. You have every right to do what you want to do with your body, and that includes getting a vaccine or not. But what you don't have a right to do is to destroy someone else's body, and that's what we're talking about. Not your body, someone else's body. And let's just be intellectually honest about that, too. Keith in Orange County, welcome WABC Talk Radio 77, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdling. Hello, James. Keith. Yep. You got to go quick. Time's running out. Good. I got you. Um, Very quickly, um, a call of yours asked for the excommunication of Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden a couple weeks ago. Uh, We all know that's not going to happen. 
But if you look up Leite Sententiae, it's Latin, of course, Canon Law 1398, um, it is the immediate excommunication of an individual based on their actions. There are only a handful of those actions which fall into this category. The procuring of uh, an abortion is one of them. These people are all lawyers. They know these things. And since they are public politicians, uh, they can go to confession, but in order to be absolved, they must go out publicly um, and renounce everything, all of their actions, Thank all you. their votes, all the decisions. Thank you, Keith. We appreciate it. Mike, very quickly, I got 30 seconds. What's up, Mike? New Jersey. Hello, Mike. Well, we tried. Mike's not there. Let us get ready, my friends, to call it an end for today. Listen, we will be back at 7 a.m. 7 a.m. Set your alarm clock. Have your first cup of coffee with me tomorrow on our Saturday morning radio extravaganza here on WABC. Catch a night up next. May God bless and protect each and every one of you and your families. And he just protected a whole lot of babies today, for which we're thankful. See you tomorrow, 7 a.m. Bye.